Hey, how's it going? Welcome into the Irish NFL Show Thursday night. We're doing our Sunday preview tonight ahead of week four of the NFL season. Uh, Michael McQuid, Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, Mark's Wi-Fi is down, uh, I think. I'm not sure where he's at, but it's all good in the hood. One less audio file to edit. Took two and a half hours to edit last I, night, so I, it's all good. I think my uh, Mark is, uh, may, maybe he was over, he's the one who was recording those Dolphins plays uh, secretly uh, against the, the Bengals. Though Tom Palacero has said this evening that uh, the Dolphins are realizing that they had 12 men on the, the field, but maybe that explains where Mark is. And Brian, just for people watching this live, um, if you're listening to this in the podcast for a start folks presented by Casty Travel check out the bio uh, for the best travel deals to get from Ireland to the States for, for NFL games or Munich as well Brian people listening to this podcast are listening on a Sunday morning in full uh, in this full podcast and London's later on today but for everyone watching live hello and Brian uh, we can see the uh, the picks ahead of Thursday Night Football columns relating to their Dolphins Bengals why am I the only person going with the Bengals it's just I, I do I do uh I do I do I do I do get why you're going with the Bengals, Michael. I, I can see the, the narrative. I can see the the reasoning behind it. It's four days off a of a difficult game for the Dolphins. There's a lot of injuries on the Dolphins side. We still we I think at this stage too he's going to play, but will he be fully fit after what happened on Sunday? Who knows? So um, I can I can understand where you went with the uh, the Bengals, but um, we're going with the hot hands. I think that's the fair to say with the Dolphins let's get straight into it uh, and time will tell what happens there um, we're going to look at a number of games tonight ahead of the week 4 slate on Sunday the week 4 slate on Sunday gets underway at 2.30 Irish time 2.30 UK time obviously the game being in London at Tottenham the Saints and the Vikings will be there on Sunday uh, we'll go through that game on Sunday obviously live um, at Tottenham 9.30 Sunday morning starts around 9.30am if you're looking to get the picks on um the Browns Falcons, the Bills Ravens and the Commanders against the Eagles. They're on Thursday night's podcast but if you're on the podcast network that's been split into different sections so you can just check it out in the podcast network or go back to YouTube and Colm has uh, very politely put them in the segments so uh, right, let's get right down to it lads. I think the first game we're going to talk about here is the Seahawks against the Lions. Now Colm, uh, Seattle had their Super Bowl three weeks ago and uh, they've been an interesting team to watch since they played the Niners week two they played the Falcons week three lost against the Falcons whereas the Lions were unlucky last week they got into the lead against Minnesota who were in London this weekend uh, couldn't hold it out this is a nice matchup for the Lions isn't it going into week four well, it should be, and in some ways, it's a nice matchup for the Seahawks as well. I mean, what you're looking at, I suppose, in this game is essentially the fact that you have the the number two offense in terms of points, the number three in terms of total offense going up against the team that's 28th. Uh, in terms of points and in terms of total offense. The, in, if you go to rushing and passing, the Seahawks still don't get out of the uh, twen- the 20s. Um, the thing for Detroit is obviously they gave up a huge number of points. There's still work to do on that side of the ball. And Dan Campbell put up his hands in terms of he had been uh, very aggressive, but he got away from it ultimately last week, and he feels that cost them uh, the the game. 
the 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 lions the line has been so impressive and that has kind of been i suppose what has really helped them um so look swift uh, has the the shoulder injury but i think that line will open up holes for kind of anyone to to run through and so for me, um, we we know, and and it's kind of joked about. It might have been Kevin Clark who first kind of coined that that the Seahawks never play a, a normal game, and I imagine that will be something like this here. Uh, they anything could happen, but I think that this Lions team have enough on offense and will score too many points for the Seahawks to to challenge them. So I'm going to say the Lions win. Yeah, kind of mentioned DeAndre Swift, but Williams, the other running back, has had a really good start to the season. They've got a one-two punch there, and Wes Swift and Amari St. Brown are getting all the kind of coverage and all the accolades. Williams is doing a fine job there in the backfield as well. He had two touchdowns, I think, last week in that game as well. Uh, sorry, the previous week when they're at home um, against Washington. They're going up against defences in the bottom 12. Um, we're seeing the Seahawks offense play reasonably well in flashes. They played well the first half. In week one against the Broncos, which you referred to as their uh, cup final, whatever you want to say. And then, but last week, in fairness, in the first half, they looked quite good. Metcalf had a great touchdown. They had a very uh, impressive opening drive, but he went down. Uh, Disley, the tight end, caught the ball, touchdown, and then Fant had a reasonably good game. Juju used the safety for the Lions will be in for game Sunday because they seem to be finding ways to get their safeties involved. But we'll make column on this because the Lions, like we talked about Goff, and he's had, you know, had a difficult enough time last year, but towards the back end of the season, they're four and three over the course of the last seven games. So they did finish the season strongly. We've seen in the past teams that finish the season strongly. There's a bit of impetus there because it's pretend so long to the next season, it doesn't really materialise. But it has for the Lions and Parents offensively. 748 yards for Goff, seven touchdowns. They're going in the right direction. And you know, you're asking me which team, what I think the Seahawks will win more games towards throughout the course of the season. I'm on the Lions here as well. I think they're too explosive offensively for the Seahawks delivered them. So the Lions to go back to two and two. Uh, how many games do you say Seattle was going to win this year? Nine, ten? I've got that. Nine. You keep you nine. keep you keep knocking on the extra game, Michael. In case I get the nine right, but no, I said nine. Sure here. Will we just leave it in the middle and say eleven? Yeah, is that the that the best bet? I said eight. I drop it down to eight now. It would be funny if, like, mathematically, they couldn't win that amount of games, and we were sitting in Munich watching it at that point. If that game with Tom Brady is uh, happening, um, it'll happen. Just will Tom be there? That's a discussion point for another night. Uh, really been impressed with Jar Goff so far this season. Over seven hundred passing yards in three games. He does have a fifty-eight percent completion rate, which doesn't sound amazing, but he just looks a lot more confident, and we're seeing better play than what we're used to from him, which is a good point for him. Uh, St. Brown lads Amon Ra is just class and I really really enjoy watching this offence for the Lions Hutchinson looks at home I'm not saying the Seahawks have nothing going for them like Tyler Lockett uh, has got 21 catches for 211 yards but he hasn't scored a touchdown through three games so they they're almost like they're plugging but they can't get the full plug if that makes sense is that a, that's a really really bad saying however um, I don't think the Seahawks are good at all I didn't think they were good week one I don't think they're good now week four and I think they were lucky in week one to win I think they should have been beaten by a larger deficit last week uh, against the Falcons and I think that uh, Detroit will win this game comfortably on Sunday that's the way I see it uh, Mark is going with uh, the Lions I should have checked who Hokey's going for but I haven't got it on the screen so apologies mate um, but yeah it's a full house in the Lions for this broadcast anyway and uh, 
it's been a while since we've uh, had a full house, isn't it? It's been a long time, lads. No? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I'm a little bit uh, surprised uh, that we we have a full house on that, but there you go. Awesome. Right here we go. The next game is the Chargers against the who are the Chargers playing? Texans. I'm asking this because the the graphic has got columns pick, so I can't go onto it yet. Chargers are traveling to the Texans. Oh, here it is. Here. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. the, the the graphics will be back next week Chargers Texans Colin this is an intriguing game because Chargers need to get need to pick up a win after last week uh, we don't know how the Chiefs will fare in Sunday Night Football against Tom Brady the Broncos and the Raiders playing each other so for the Chargers this is a huge game in the West yeah yeah I, I think it is but you almost get the feeling that the Chargers really are cursed. I mean, you know, more players potentially lost for the entirety of the the season this week and a a team that did a a whole host of work in the offseason. You know, we talked about things just seem to to happen to them. It doesn't seem to matter on on the location and you hate seeing players um, injured um, and and you just, but you just wonder, you know, can they, can they over it. If they were playing anyone else in the the league, I think you you'd be asking serious questions. But the the Texans had the opportunity to beat the Bears last week, and and they couldn't do it. They had the opportunity to beat the Broncos, and they couldn't do it. Um, and I just don't think the this Texans team has the the offense to do it. We saw last year, obviously they they managed it over the the Chargers, um, but. They, you can run all over this Texans team, and that's what I'm interested to see in this game because the Chargers are averaging uh, 59 yards a game on on the ground. It is that's tiny, uh, but the Texans are allowing over 200 yards per game. So they're the Chargers are the worst at rushing it, and the Texans are the the worst at defending the the run. To, to me, that will be interesting to see if the Chargers can finally get a spark on the ground. And because I think they have to win, I, I think this is an enormous game for them, given it, it is against the, the Texans and the some of the games that they will face in their own division and in the weeks ahead. I'm going to say that the Chargers get the win, but I'm not saying that with a great deal of confidence. This is the game that I've been torn about the most um, throughout the course of this uh, Is this weekend. the game that you texted me about today, looking to change your pick? Yeah, be honest, oh, it was. come on, mate. It was. Um, yeah, oh. so for open transparency to people, we lock in our picks on Wednesdays. Um, but I, I, I went with a team. If I had a pack, I would have changed my mind. But no, I'm going to stick with them. I think there's valid reasons as to why the Chargers will win this game. And... Eckler has had only 80 yards this season. At some stage, he has to kind of come to the party. They have to recognise the team as a whole. Herbert is injured. Slater is out for the season. Bose is gone. The column is recognising concerns there. This is this is a team that they don't win soon in the division that they're in. I called that they wouldn't make the playoffs this year. I stand by that. I don't think the Chargers team are going to make the playoffs because the Chargers are the Chargers. And in particular with that head coach there, don't rate him at all. Fine, just can't get him head around why people are loving him so much. Texans, was their 0-2-1, oh, they've come close to winning some games and they've been in a lot of games and I can see them in this game, but I think this game is a big one for the Chargers. I know it's only week four, people are going to say there's a lot, a lot of time to go, but bearing in mind that you've got Chiefs looking to rebound, you've got a you know 
AFC West uh, clash, which we're going to get to later on, which takes place in Vegas. One of those teams are going two and two. And whilst they're not behind the eight ball too much, if they don't get this game over the line, bear in mind the schedule that's coming up. It's one that I've got away. Uh, week 16, 41 29 to the Texans. I think uh, it probably wouldn't be as big a shock as it was back then, even though this Chargers team have a lot more players than what we saw last year, and the defense is supposed to be secured. I'll lean Chargers, but I'm not confident about it. I think they might still, still struggle on the but they have to find a way to get, the, get it over the line. Michael, you picking the Texans, yeah? Honestly, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to pick the Chargers in this one, but basically because um, I think Justin Herbert, even if he's back to about 85% of where he needs to be, he'll swing it down the field four or five times and they'll just put points up on the board. Uh, now, maybe that might not happen, but I'm in a case where I think the Chargers will go out with a game plan to score 35 to 42 points in this game and honestly blow out the Texans. Now, that being said, Davis Mills... Um, has only well he's got three touchdowns this season so he's got the same amount of touchdown, passing touchdowns as Tom Brady has all season but he does look in terms of the quarterback class that he's in there he looks he looks confident it's not an elite offense in any shape of the short shape or form of the word but the Texans do seem more comfortable under Davis Mills and Lovey Smith the question is can they go up against this Chargers defense clean max of three and a half stacks this year already and put up anywhere from 26 to 32 points I, I don't think they can I think that they'll be, I don't want to say annihilated, but I think they'll have a very, very difficult time of it. And I feel that when you've got Williams and Eckler and the fact that Justin Herbert can make Justin Herbert type plays at any point in the game, I think that's dangerous. And uh, for me, I I find it really intriguing that you're saying you think the Chargers are going to miss playoffs. Week four, man. I mean, the Raiders are 0-3 for a start. I mean, like, come on. Like, I mean, I, I think the Chargers, I, I still think the Chargers win the West. That's, Genuinely, I do, and um, that's just right. looking at our schedule. But I'm picking the Chargers to win the game. Mark Cockerell is picking the Chargers, and I still have not found time to click on to find out Hoagie's pick, so I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, sorry, mate. I think we uh, four, four for four. Yeah, I was just gonna say about Davis Mills, like he has been impressive, you know, over the course of a few games and towards the back end of last season, but at times his decision making. I mean, the game in Denver. Like so you could argue they had him there as well to to win that game. Just couldn't punch it in for touchdown. Seemed to just make the wrong decision with Charles. And then last week, obviously, the one with a minute to go. You know, that's, that was careless last, last week with the Rogue on Smith, you know, interception. You've got to recognize the minute to go and be a bit more secure and be careful around the ball, in particular where they were at the time on that 20 yard line. But look, the Texans have got a bit of a surprise there, to, you know, in early picking the third round and has now established himself as, an, as a number one quarterback from 10. He could be there for a couple of years. So, But he probably needs to get over the hump as well and win a game like this to kind of signify exactly where he is going forward. Can't wait for the text on Sunday night when Brian's like, "Oh, I told you the Texans were going to win." When no, they're not going to win. Anyway, uh, that's the end of this podcast segment. If you are listening, and um, please do check out the other segments, uh, and really appreciate your support, folks. Like, share, subscribe, podcast video, and we'll see you on the next segment.